So I want to talk to you for just a couple of minutes tonight about shepherds and sheep, and in particular, good shepherds. Because Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, not just any shepherd, but the good shepherd. So what does it mean to be good, first of all? Well, if you're good at something, that means you're good. So you might excel at running, so you're a good runner. If you're a great singer, maybe uh, you're a good singer then. If you excel at your occupation, you're good at that. And so we, we, we all want that. So for example, if I'm going to go to the, to the hospital for surgery, I want a good surgeon, right? I want someone who's competent. I want someone who knows what they're doing. I want someone who knows that they're operating on the left arm and not the right, if they're going to be doing that. So that's a definition of good, but there's another definition as well. In the Greek, the first word would be agathos. You're competent or you excel at what you're doing. The other one is kalos, and it means that you have virtue, that you care, that you're compassionate. So I want my doctor not only to know my left arm from my right, if he's operating, but I want that doctor to have a good bedside manner as well. Not just to be interested in the surgery, but in me as a human being, to have a good bedside manner, to have compassion, and to care about me. So Jesus is the good shepherd. He's both. He excels at what he is doing. He knows how to care for us as sheep. But he also cares about each one of us. Our scripture said that he knows each one of us by name. You're important to him. You are special to him. And it's not because you're so good. It's not because you've done anything special but it's because of what he has done for you. You see, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, I want a little audience participation here, and Tom's in the front row, so he didn't know he was going to have to do this, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pick on him. So, as a father, right, you love your children, correct? And you would do anything for them at all, correct? Even give up your life for them, right? I'm not going to ask you to do that, by the way. Okay. So, so if the scenario is your house is on fire, right, in the fire department, the fire department's not there yet, all right, they're coming, but they're not there yet, you would do anything to save your kids, right, even if it means giving up your own life, right? Of course you would. If your child was drowning and you couldn't swim, you'd jump in after them, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Of course you would, as a parent. You would give up your life. You may even do that for your spouse. <laughs> you may even do that for a good friend. Jesus says there's no greater love than this, that one would give up his life for a friend. Maybe if you're a really compassionate human being, you would attempt to rescue a stranger. But what about a sheep? A sheep, it is a dirty, stinky, stupid animal. And that's the comparison. You see, when Jesus went to the cross to give up his life 
This is not an equal transaction. We were not his friend or his spouse because we're sinners. God came down from heaven who was perfect and righteous and he gave up his life for us, dirty, stupid, selfish, sinful sheep. That's the message of being the good shepherd. He's given up his life, and now individually, he asks you to listen to his voice. Because like that good father, he wants only the best for you. Because like that good father, as he would give up his life for you, he wants you to have the very best life possible. And he knows that is when you follow him and not stray away and get into all kinds of trouble on your own. But not only individually. You see, we're gathered here in worship tonight as a church, as a, as a flock. People who gather together because we need each other. We need the Lord for sure. And so when we gather like this, we are fed like sheep. On Sunday, we have the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. We're encouraged. We're filled. And then we go out into this cold, dark, and sinful world. And the Good Shepherd says, now come on back. Come on back on Sunday or on Wednesday because you need to be fed. Otherwise, you're going to starve out there because like sheep, so often we don't know what to eat or we can't find the food. He says, come back because you need your fellow sheep to encourage you. You need the rest of the flock to build you up so that then you can be sent out once again. Because this isn't the whole flock. Remember, Jesus said there's, there's others who aren't yet in the flock or in another flock. You see, the church is constantly changing, isn't it? There's new people who come. There are those that die, and they're replaced by the baby lamb. And so we are ever-changing, and yet the Word of God touches our heart, changes our lives. And we do then become the children of our Heavenly Father. And so as we conclude this evening, as the, the children come back in just a couple of minutes, and they sing these, these wonderful songs, they're like those little lambs. And they're all gathered together in the protection here of the fold. And then they go out along with you. But we don't need to worry about their protection. Because unlike the, the shepherd in our analogy, who can't always physically be with his sheep, our Lord can. And he does. And he is. Because his Holy Spirit goes with us. And he promises that he will protect us. He will keep us safe. He will keep away the, the devil and all those other wild animals 
that seek to attack us. He'll keep them at bay. And yes, if it means that he must, he gives his life for his sheep. So listen to his voice because he's calling to you. And he says, I am your good shepherd. I lay down my life for you. You are special. I know your name, and I'll always be with you. I am the good shepherd. Let's have the children come on in now, and they're going to sing. Again, when they are finished, they will return to you, and then we'll stand for the conclusion of the service.